High interest rates, volatile markets, and a recession could be standing between you and the retirement you have planned for. Some easy adjustments could make all the difference. And now, Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Joe's been helping folks for, well, better than 20 years, uh, getting folks to and through retirement and uh, always has a lot to say. And uh, let's just uh, dig in. Hey, Joe, what's going on? I'm doing well, Steve. It feels like we haven't talked in a little while, so glad to be back on the radio with you, uh, shooting the breeze here on some retirement planning topics. And I also have my my feet on solid earth. <laughs> After a couple of weeks ago, I told you I wanted to, uh, you know, Steve, these kids and, and Connor's 18, you know, just graduated from high school. And yep. with that COVID thing, you know, these kids went through something that, you know, it's hard to relate to, right? Um, you know, the absence of the socialization for a year. And, you know, now these kids going through this transitional period after high school, going into college, what I wanted to do was I wanted to show him how to confront fears, you know, in a transitional yeah. period. So the light bulb went on. And, you know, Connor and I always like we've done the the zip lining and stuff like yeah. that. I was like, I've always wanted to do it. So I asked him, I said, would you be interested in doing it? He's like, yeah. And Steve, let me tell you something. I don't know if any of our listeners have ever tried skydiving before, but we did do it a couple weeks ago, and it was a unique experience. I'm very happy my feet are back on planet Earth. So was it Um, fun or was it scary? It was exhilarating. It was scary. It was exhilarating. It was just all over the place. But the, the, the place that we went to was, I'll give them a little plug. Windy City or Windy Skydive, Windy City Skydiving in uh, Michigan City, Indiana. So uh, we did not know what to expect. None of us had ever did it. So we showed up and it was rainy. Um, they weren't sure if they were going to go. So you had that anticipation, like, are we doing this? Are we not? Yeah. You know, and everyone has fear, especially when you're doing something that you haven't done before. So I'm trying to be brave for these two 18 year olds and they're, you know, screwing around, having, you know, cracking jokes. And I'm sitting there going, okay, my wife's going to kill me if something happens. My wife's going to kill me if something <laughs> yes. happens. But we just had a great time. The, the guys that you go in a, what's called a tandem where they basically strap you to a professional skydiver. Right. So you go up in this plane and, you know, it's a little plane with these vertical benches and you're sitting there. And that's when the nerves really set in, when the, when the little plane takes off and you're starting to climb into the sky and you're looking out the window and you're like, okay, I'm really doing this. <laughs> and yeah. The, the craziest thing for me is how fast it happened. We got to an altitude and it felt like the plane slowed down and then leveled off. And all of a sudden the door opens and the first guy, he was an experienced skydiver. He'd done it before. He just, they just went. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going. Like, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. it, just, wow. it was like the order. And, and as soon as, you know, I sat on the edge of the, the plane opening with my feet dangling, and I look back to check on Connor just to make sure. And I hear his tandem jumper say to him, man, I just feel like I'm forgetting something. And that was the last thing I heard. And I was thinking the whole way down, Amber is going to kill me. (laughs) But we had such an exhilarating time again, not to use that word over and over, but it was, it was, you know, you get on the ground, you feel like you conquer the world. And that's what I really wanted to impart to these kids is, you know, fear can control you. Fear can control your life and to be able to face it, um, can give you an advantage. And, you know, that's what I wanted to teach these boys. And, you know, they felt like they could conquer the world, but it was an awesome experience. Shout out to that skydiving place. I'm never doing it again, but I'm really <laughs> glad that we had that experience. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, being an old army guy it was always, why do you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was the t-shirt that they gave me. Oh, I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was pushed out of a perfectly good airplane. Right. <laughs> that's very true. The uh, Well, this is fun. What a great lesson. And, and I'm guessing that that's something that's a that's a memory that will uh, last forever i think so and i think it's something that we'll always share and we'll always be able to talk and laugh about and and it was just a, a good time but something for him to look back on and say you know what if i can conquer that i can conquer what's in front of me and that was what i really wanted to impart absolutely and 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 again that's what we're going to dig into some of that right here sure um you know we talk about strategies and and jumping in and and not really knowing what's going to happen that's what that's what a lot of us are facing we spent our lifetime saving and all of a sudden we got to do something with it and and thank goodness you're there (laughs) 
Well, Steve, I'll just start with a statement, and it's from uh, Nobel Prize winner William Sharp. Many, okay. many of our listeners may have heard of the Sharp Ratio yes, of course. Um, in investments, um, but what he said about retirement income planning is it's the hardest and nastiest problem in finance because there are so many unknowns, there are so many variables. When you make that transition from receiving a paycheck, you can depend on that money coming in, to now having these assets that you have to figure out how much to draw, how much taxes is going to have an impact, how much inflation is going to have an impact. And if you're in the market in an investment account with your retirement assets, how much the volatility is going to impact. So it can create a lot of stress and fear. And we've seen a lot of, you know, guides, rules come out, tried and true that say, this is the way, this is the way. I'm not a firm believer in one way, Steve. You know, I love diversification, but when it comes to these rules that we're going to cover here, to me, everything needs to be customized to the situation that our clients are facing. And to me, flexibility is the most important component of a retirement income plan. But let's go through some of these. I know our radio listeners have probably heard of these before, but why don't we just go down the list and cover some of the popular ones? Great. Uh, the 4% rule, we've talked about it many times, Joe, and and, uh, you know, people understand it kind of, I think. Uh, yes. But is it is it as much? Uh, well, it came out in the early 90s. It's not the early 90s anymore. It's not the early 90s anymore. And it, it was actually it was done by a rookie financial advisor, Bill Bangin. Um, he was he a was rookie, a, huh? He was a rookie. He had some, you know, pretty smart guy. A big, pretty smart guy, numbers guy, really loved to crunch the data. And what he was trying to figure out is, is there a, a safe percentage that retirees can draw to make sure they don't run out of money before they run out of life? And what Mr. Bengen came up with was what we now know as the 4% rule. And what it was based on, Steve, is a 30-year historical period. And what he did was he took 1926 all the way up to 1976, and he stress tested all these different withdrawal rates. And what he came up with was this 4%. And what it says is if you have a very specific portfolio, and the one that he used was 50% large cap stocks and 50% intermediate treasuries. So we had a bond component and we had equity component. And over that 30 year period, if you only drew 4% from that account, you would have like a 95% success rate over that 30 year period. But studies have come out since then. I know Morningstar just came out with the 3.3% rule. Hmm. Um, but what, what the main problem with the 4% rule is, obviously things have changed a little bit. Um, we don't see 50% bond portfolios, 50% equities. Mostly we see 60-40 is the most common out there. So we have a little bit more risk on a lot of these uh, investment portfolios. But what we have seen is that 30-year historical, it is a 95% success rate based on 1926 to 1976. But if you take it out just a couple more years, that success rate goes down to 86%. Oh my. If you take it out of, now listen to this, Steve, if you take it out of US markets, okay, remember we've had an enormous boom in US markets, sure. but if you take it out of US markets and you put it against 13 countries, their stock markets, it goes down to about 68%. Um, Yes. So we know that obviously we've had a run in these equity markets, um, but if it turns south or we have similar returns to some of these other countries, um, clients that are using that true steadfast 4% rule could find themselves in a little bit of trouble. And it's something that we always cover on the show, Steve. It's the order of the returns that matters most. So when you're relying on luck, and that's basically what it is because yeah. the sequence of the returns is luck you don't know you know when you retire what the market's going to be doing and if you have a bad start to that 30-year retirement and you're doing that four percent rule you know that we've shown one i have a i have a study up i haven't put it on facebook or anything like that but we show it to our clients um there is a dramatic increase if you take out four percent and you have a bad start so let's just say the market corrects 20 percent in your first year and then it dribbles down another five you could actually run out of money on a million dollar portfolio by year 15. um to me 
I like absolutes. I like flexibility when it comes to these these guidelines and what this is called a rule. And I, I don't believe it should be called a rule. I think it's a rule of thumb. And, right. and I think if if people use it as just a generic, hey, I have my million bucks. I know I can pop you know 40 grand a year out of this thing. I'm gonna index it for inflation. So if inflation is up, you know, two percent, you know, you're gonna have that increase every single year. I don't like that. There's too many variables out there. I want flexibility with our retirement income planning. And for those of our clients that have a risk tolerance that they don't mind their retirement assets in the market going forward, there is a much better way. And it's flexibility. It's customized. And the way it works is if the market has a really good year, you're going to be able to draw more and you're going to be able to draw less on a down year. Flexibility reacting to the environment as it happens instead of having this this is the way it is i'm in this box and if anything changes i'm going to still press on forward none of that ever works and although this works on paper in a very specific time period i wouldn't trust it as my tried and true retirement withdrawal strategy so in the four percent rule great guideline please don't use it as a, a tried and true uh retirement income strategy of course 800-930-5905 is the number and that uh, boy on that note uh, we have uh, filled up this segment joe let's let's go ahead and invite folks to call we'll come right back and and pick up these rules as we uh, go through the show you got it, Steve. And a lot of our listeners have said they feel like they're saving well, but really concerned about retirement income. Who wouldn't be? It's going to affect your lifestyle for the next 20 or 30 years. Making sure folks have an income plan that will last their entire life is what drives this firm. It's what we're good at, and it's what we do day in and day out. We craft our plans to take advantage of good and bad markets. The impact is incredible, and we know our plan is set up to provide guaranteed lifetime income, and then we can have more confidence whether we're age 71, 91, or 121 years old. It all begins with sitting down with us and putting together this free report and free risk assessment to help you recognize unnecessary losses in your portfolio. After that, we're going to perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your tax burden. Your custom income plan will utilize strategies that can help you take the worry out of living in retirement. We often work with folks who have saved over a million dollars for retirement, but if you're serious about retirement planning, then please let's connect. Steve, give our listeners that magic call and we'll get to work. You got it, Joe, 800-930-5905. That's how you get started. An opportunity to sit down with Joe and his team and, and put together a financial roadmap once and for all. Your chance to get a true practical financial review. If you've never done it before, no time like the present. Don't procrastinate another day. Simply start by making that phone call, 800-930-5905. You'll get that comprehensive financial review that Joe just described, plus all the extras that go along with it no cost, no obligation. And then when you walk out, you're going to have a roadmap. It's a guide, if you will, that'll help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905. That's 800-930-5905. When we come back, we're going to continue to review some tried and true and maybe some... On Wealth Health Radio, Joe Murphy's here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Joe, a fiduciary. Murphy Wealth Management's where you find them. MWMfinancial.tax is the website. Joe's been helping folks for more than 20 years and has put together a team of folks that include uh, his uh, wife and and others. I mean, you guys, you're, and I know it sounds cliche, but you really are a one-stop shop. Yeah, I think, you know, when, when we built this firm, Steve, we wanted to have all the components here. Um, I just never believed, and I've worked for other firms where, you know, if we need estate planning or, you know, we need an accountant, you know, now I'm sending my client to, to them, a perfect stranger, where they're going to have to retell their intimate details and, you know, form a relationship with a, another professional. Um, that's why we want to include those components here at Murphy Wealth. Um, it's really important to me because I think there's so much more than just investment management. You know, obviously taxes are going to be one of the big, biggest expenses that a lot of people are going to pay over their lives outside of housing. So we wanted to make sure that we had tax efficient withdrawal strategies for our clients. And what better and lucky for me, it's my wife to have an enrolled agent with the IRS, a tax code expert to help work on these plans to make sure we are covering 
future taxation or maybe a Roth conversion or incremental Roth conversions are really going to help our client out. That's why we have this firm set up the way that we do. So we can head off any potential hazards right up front and make sure that we're accounting for our client's customized situation. Sure. And uh, folks, uh, Wealth Health Radio is the show. Joe Murphy's here. And uh, so the, with the first segment, we kind of went through, uh, well, the 4% rule. But now let's get on to another one. Uh, and this is a, one that's fun to me anyway, is the rule of 72, because it's sometimes fun to do that math. I like the rule 72. And remember, it's another guide. Yeah. Um, it's not exact, but it really does help give you an estimation, estimation, <laughs> estimation. There I go. Um, but it is, it's, it's the rule 72 is basically a calculation and it estimates how many years. Okay. So how many years it will take an investment to double in value. The calculation is based on the interest rate of the investment and the assumption that the investment's growth remains consistent. So obviously, you know, if you're you're trying to figure out your stock portfolio and your first year is 5%, the odds are you're probably not going to hit 5% that next year. But it gives you a target. You know, if I have an 8% return, I know it's going to take me X amount of years to double my money. I love that about the rule 72 because it can give clients and it gives us advisors a quick way to say, hey, if we hit this interest rate or we hit this percentage, we know we'll be able to double our clients money in this amount of time. Um, there's other uses for the rule of 72, Steve. I'm not sure if if you're familiar with these, but you can also apply the rule of 72 to debt. And I think in this oh. day and age, um, with the credit card debt in this country really screaming to the rooftops, um, you can get a real good look at the impact of carrying a credit card balance. So you assume a credit card balance of like $10,000 at an interest rate of say 17%, which is actually on the low end, what I've seen some of these credit cards charging on balances. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't pay down the balance, the debt will double to $20,000 in X amount of years based on the rule of 72. Um, I think it's four, four years. It would be four years. Wow. It would double. So it gives Boy, that's you the wrong idea. side of compound interest there. It really is. But it shows you, Steve, both ways, not only how to double your money on the investments, but carrying debt, high interest debt, how long, I mean, how quickly that money can double. It's at 17% interest rates or 24% interest rates. It doesn't take that long. So it's 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 not a rule obviously that is is exact i think 69.3 is a little bit more exact but for quick math in your head the rule of 72 is one of those magical math equations um, that you can use to really figure out am i carrying too much debt should i pay down debt or you know how long is it going to take me to double my investment so we right. like the rule of 72 real easy 800-930-5905. That's the number, folks. And then, you know, we spent a fair amount of time talking about the, well, you just said it, the magic number. Uh, the magic number is not, uh, 65. Why is that? Why is 65 so etched in our heads? Well, the 65 is the magic age. You know, Americans have been told they're supposed to basically follow this particular script. Okay. So you turn 65, you retire, you move to a, what, a sunny state, maybe Florida, you play golf, hang out with your grandkids um, and begin that long slide down in retirement. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's the way. Yeah. And that's where really, you know, 65 became this 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 magic point where everything changed. Um, we're not seeing that anymore, Steve. I have people that are 65 that are just starting a brand new business. You know, they're getting into different things at 65. You know, you're looking at, at, at us living longer, especially our, the ladies. You know, ladies are living a lot longer. 65 doesn't represent the end and the long slide down as maybe it did 20, you know, 25 years ago. Now it can be a new beginning. And I think that approach of looking at this transitional period as a new beginning, a new section of your life, I think it just turns that whole vision upside down. It gets you going in the right direction. Positivity, number one, is really important. But looking at something not as an end, but as a beginning, I think that's what turns this upside down. So to me, you know, that that 65 rule is kind of just like, uh, you know what, really not. It's time for a new script. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Put it that way. Well, again, um, that used to be, I mean, when this was when Social Security launched what, back in 1940, that was the age of retirement, 65. 
Well, yeah. And that's, you know, Medicare is going to be kicking in at 65. You got to figure that. So there's a lot of transitional signals at 65, but people are not retiring at 65. You know, look at the FRA age in in Social Security. You know, that's obviously over 65 right now. We're looking at 67 for people born in 1960 and later. So as we're living longer, these are getting adjustments, but don't look at 65 as now we're going to begin this long slide towards these golden years. No, it can be a new beginning. And we've seen so many of our clients, Steve, embrace that and really charge into those senior years, trying new things, opening up businesses, maybe working part-time, volunteering, whatever it is. It's a new phase in life. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Right. Well, I just read uh, in the Wall Street Journal last week, uh, you talk about people still working, working beyond 65. Uh, They've determined 650,000 Americans over the age of 80 were working last year. Yeah, and that's amazing. And I think that's going to continue to to increase. Um, obviously, Steve, with the the questions surrounding Social Security and obviously a really important income stream for our retirees, I think people are not as confident as they were maybe 10 years ago that we're going to have full benefits. So I think right. a lot of people are really trying to save for that future self and work as long as possible. And look, there's so much more the, to life than just work. Um, you know, obviously family, family always comes first, but when it comes to that transitional period, Steve, we have to have money. Unfortunately, money is a tool we all need to make work, to make our lives work, right? What does your life cost you? And that's a real big question that we ask our clients. But when it comes to dealing with our retirees, I'm looking at it as a simple transition period, you know, moving from the job that maybe you've had for 10 or 15 years, you know, you've, you've put your time into that company, you're ready to separate from service, but but we're seeing it more and more, Steve. People are embarking on a new adventure as opposed to saying, um, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be playing golf every day and that's it. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. No issues with that at all. I love golf and that would be not a bad retirement for me. But I really love these people embracing and our clients embracing that new adventure at 65 as opposed to the end. All right. I like that. And uh, we're talking about rules, rules of thumb, things that we've often heard, but maybe they're outdated. Maybe they're still you know, in play. But the 60-40 stock bond rule, uh, if you want to call it that rule of thumb, I'll, I'll designate that um, because that's changed certainly over the years. And right now it, it's certainly changed. Oh yeah, 6040 got absolutely hammered. Now on on the way back obviously, you know, we've had some some equity movement, but you know, that was the tried and true. 6040 is probably like I said one of the most common allocations that we see. Um, here's what happened, you know, everyone holding the 60-40 and most people that hold that, Steve, are holding it in their retirement uh, target date funds. So obviously those retirement target date funds are geared towards us. And as you get older, more and more is going to go into the fixed income section. Here's what happened. March of 2020, interest rates hit that 0%, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going, we're not having negative interest rates. So we knew interest rates were going to go one way. They were going to go up. So once that 2020 hit, that was the time and the signal to exit that that bond market because bonds are what's considered interest rate sensitive. And as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. It's very important to understand how these investment vehicles work. So it made no sense to have an allocation, even 40% of your hard-earned money against an asset that is pretty much guaranteed to fall. So that signal of the end of the bond bull market back in 2020 was our signal to exit those bonds. Mm -hmm. But people with a tried and true, that 60-40 split that they've had since they probably signed up for their 401k, they got hammered on both sides. So they got hammered on the correction on the equity side and the bonds did not hedge because those bonds are interest rate sensitive. Interest rates are now, you know, obviously north of five, um, those interest rate or those bonds got hammered. Now, here's the great thing, the 60-40 split. Obviously we've had these big large caps keep ripping, the equity markets are doing good, but what's going on with the bond market? What is the Fed really signal? The Fed signaled maybe two more rate hikes, and then when are they going to pivot? When they pivot, that's when bonds become really attractive to me because I know the Fed cutting interest rates is going to be a stimulus to that fixed income and that bond portion of most people's portfolio. But I will draw back. This is why we actively manage our account, Steve, so my clients aren't sitting ducks on things we know are pretty much guaranteed going to lose. Something interest rate sensitive, you know if interest rates can only go one way, 
to me, that's about as close as a guarantee as you can get. <laughs> I think so but too. That's why we actively manage our retirees investment accounts because our clients were able to exit out of that, move into something more suitable depending on the environment. That's where active management really shines compared to passive strategies where you just have one allocation and that's it. Well, again, folks, if that's something that uh, you'd like to have a discussion about, Joe is willing and uh, looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, absolutely, Stephen. I want to go back to that lifetime income plan because what is the most valuable asset that you hold in your retirement years? It is not your home. It is not your savings account. It is your income. It pays to get a professional income plan. We have to account for inflation. We have to account for taxation, especially on these qualified accounts. Getting a professional income plan could be the wisest choice that you make, especially if you're in that retirement red zone. We're offering this free offer where we will do a risk assessment and we will do a retirement income plan for our next 10 callers. Steve, give them that magic number and we will get to work. You got it, Joe, 800 930 5905 the next 10 callers you heard joe is going to get that comprehensive financial review you'll see where you are today but really more importantly it does become that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be 800-930-5905 800-930-5905 when it comes to claiming social security there are many factors to consider many questions to answer and wrongs to right Coming up, we turn the tables on our consumer advocate to take a social security pop quiz. And... Hey, we're back on Wealth Health Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadal. Joe Murphy is here. Joe is with Murphy Wealth Management. Well, he is Murphy Wealth Management, along with a great team of folks behind him. You will find out more about them at mwmfinancial.tax, mwmfinancial.tax. You can meet the whole team, but also you'll find a lot of good information having to do with retiring and, and retirement planning and income planning. I mean, you're, that's a, that, that website's a one-stop shop. It's a comprehensive website and we wanted to, you know, for people that are just trying to figure this out, learn more, you know, we wanted to be just like this radio show. We mm -hmm. wanted to be an education source for our community and that, that website, obviously it's not customized, but it can give you some guidance. Sure. Um, so please, you know, visit us mwmfinancial.tax, take a look around, see what you think. And like I said, maybe at some point we'll be able to, to connect and see if we can help you out. But in the meantime, that resource is absolutely free. And just, folks, just so you know, you go to the website, that is not Joe on the top of that mountain. <laughs> no, I told you, my feet are going to be firmly on the <laughs> ground, exactly Steve. Right. <laughs> exactly. So we're talking about Social Security. We talk about it all the time, it seems. And I know that's one of, one of the areas that, that you at Murphy Wealth Management, you are happy to talk about, happy to discuss, happy to help people, because it's such an important part of our retirement income. Absolutely. And I wish I could have got the, the Amber on here as a social security uh, analyst. Um, she's certified and, you know, she knows the stuff inside and out, but I'm sure. going to do my best here. Actually, you're going to be answering the questions. Yes, I'm so going to really do my best. I don't have to do anything, but we're going to see, and this is going to be like a, a fun quiz. And uh, Steve and I were talking about it off air. Um, this is going to be really interesting because we're putting Steve on the hot seat here. So it's not going to be me answering. It's good, Steve. So right. let's fire this thing up and, and we're going to do go through some social security benefit, true or false. Okay. Well, right. for 50, this, 50 Steve? shot. All right. Yeah. 50, 50. I got, I got, I got like 12 questions. Right. We'll see what your score is at the end here. Yes, so sir. you let me know when you're ready. I'm ready anytime. All right, here we go. In most cases, if I take benefits before my full retirement age, they will be reduced for early filing. Is that true or false? That's true. Very good. And you are among the 89 percentile that got that one correctly. Well, most people um, got that right then, right? I mean, that's 89 percent. That's pretty good. Yeah, 89%. We still run into, you know, people that that don't understand that you don't get, you know, 100% of both, or if you file early, you know, it is going to be a, a reduction. So obviously, the FRA age right now, 1960 and later, um, you're looking at an FRA age of 67. Um, so you know that that's your FRA age. If you elect early, you're going to take a reduction in those Social Security benefits. And this is where, Steve, it really pays to plan. 
um, because Social Security is most people's most valuable source of income in retirement. So you want to make sure that you're not missing out on hundreds of thousands of dollars because you elected at the wrong time. This is where it pays. So you are number one correct on that first question, Steve. Good job. All right, let's go. If I am receiving benefits before my full retirement age and continue to work, my benefits might be reduced based on how much I make. True or false? That too is true, I believe, uh, just because I've heard you talk about it. Yes, that is true. And I'm glad you were listening to me. Um, 21,240. So if you're under that full retirement age and you elect Social Security, you have an income max. So if you have a job, you can only make 21,240 or your benefit will be reduced. Not a situation that you make. Here's a little caveat on this, Steve. Yeah. Um, you're, the year that you turn your full retirement age, um, you actually have 56,520 that you can make during that year up to the month where you turn that full retirement age of 67. Um, after that, you can earn whatever you want. So just remember that last year, you're not capped at that 21,240. You actually have 56,520, uh, 2023 levels here that you can make once you hit that month that you turn FRA 67, you can make a million dollars and they cannot touch your benefit. Wow, okay. Boy, yeah, pretty good cool. stuff to know, Joe, good stuff to know. Well, absolutely. And like I said, you're two for two. So we're going to see if we can get you three for three here. Steve. All right. If I have a spouse, he or she can receive benefits from my record, even if he or she has no individual earnings history, true or false. Mm, that's a tricky one. Um, I'm, I'm going to say true. Steve, three for three, my guy. Okay, again, I somewhere. <laughs> yeah, seventy-two percent of people got this correctly. So there's a little bit of misinformation sure. um, on here that you know maybe, but you can, you actually can elect. So if you have no earnings history and your spouse is FRA age and they elect, you can actually elect the spousal benefit. But just remember. Just like someone with an earnings history, if you elect early at 62, you're going to get a reduction of benefits. And if your spouse receiving full benefits passes away, there will be a reduction on that as well. So this is where, again, it pays to be with the firm that understands Social Security and how it can impact you. If you are not sure, we are here to help. Sure. Uh, 800-930-5905. Okay, I'm feeling pretty confident, pretty cocky. You're, you're, you're <laughs> kicking butt. Three for three. All right, number four. If I have a spouse and he or she passes away, I will receive both my full benefit and my deceased spouse's full benefit. True or false? If only it were true. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not it's, though. <laughs> it's not. You got another one right, um, but only seventy percent of people got this correctly, and yeah. we have seen this misinformation. Remember, what is misinformation? Misinformation is just something that's repeated that you've seen multiple times. It's really easy for the human brain to get tricked. So maybe you read something online that said that, and we want to clear up that misconception. You are going to get the greater of the two. So you do not get both. So if God forbid something happens, um, let's just say the missus was the high income earner in the family and she passes away, the hubby is going to get the greater of the two social securities, which would be the missus, not both. So you're going to be having a reduction of retirement income. It's something that we plan for for our clients, but for those that are doing it themselves at home, make sure that you understand that you will lose a valuable source of income, almost half for most people. Um, if something, God forbid, happens to one of the spouses, you're gonna have a reduction in, in retirement income. All right, fair enough. Next question, Steve. The money that comes out of my paycheck for Social Security goes into a specific account for me and remains there, earning interest until I begin to receive Social Security benefits. Oh, the True imagery there. <laughs> the imagery there. I could just imagine a lockbox that's got my name engraved on it, and every week they put money in there. <laughs> Oh, no, that's, that's awesome. not true at all. <laughs> it's not. It's false. And and look, you know, what, what Social Security does, any benefits that are not payable that year goes into their trust. They're investing in specialized U.S. treasuries, which we know are backed by the full faith of the U.S. government. For all the Trump fans out there, we'll remember him um, talking about we should put the Social Security benefits in the market. 
man, would that have paid dividends. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't think we would have any shortfall. So love or hate uh, Donald Trump, that was the call of the century. But unfortunately, that was never going to happen. No. But he was absolutely correct. If they would have done it, it would have been screaming and we would have had no shortfall. Um, but yes, you are correct on that one. Okay. All right. But still, I want my uh, lockbox. <laughs> I know. Everybody wants the everybody wants the lockbox. Yeah. All right. Next question for Stephen. You're there absolutely kicking butt here. Let's keep it going. Under current law, Social Security benefits could be reduced by 20% or more for everyone by 2035. True or false? Whew. Again, I think this is a tricky one for me, but I, I am going to say it's it's true. It is. Okay. You are correct. Oh, Again, wow. correct. I didn't want it to be true. It is. And look, you know, this is where we really have to lean on our legislators to to start addressing this. And Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, they have become the third rail of politics. No one wants to be associated with something that could long term fail. I get it. But there are easy ways. And I know probably about a couple months ago, Steve, we did a show based on Social Security and what some simple ways that they could do. So I'm not going to re-review that on mm -hmm. this show, but on our past show, you'll see Social Security. I really addressed some things that we can start lobbying our politicians to start moving to get this thing back to full solvency. And, and there's some real easy things. They're just not addressing it. But right now, plan for reduction until they tell you it's not. We're planning for that with our clients. Okay. Oh, good. Good to know. 800-930-5905 is the number. All right. Next question I got for you, Steve. Okay. If I get divorced, mm -hmm. I might be able to collect Social Security benefits based on my ex-spouse's Social Security earnings history. True or false? Only if they tell them. Yeah. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. <laughs> Man, you are a legend on these questions, Steve. You are awesome. Yes, that is that is correct. But, but um, I mean, again, the, the percentage there, 57%, huh? Yeah, 57% answered this correctly. So hopefully there's not some divorced spouses sitting out there with without understanding that, yes, they can collect. Um, but, you know, that's where we bring education out there. So if you're in a situation, you're like, hey, wait a minute, mm -hmm. call us. We'll dig into it, figure out what's what's doing and what needs to be doing. All right. We got one. We got time for one more, Joe. You got it. Under current Social Security law, full retirement age is 65 no matter when you were born. Oh, sure. That's true. No, it's not true at all. I think, yeah, you, you <laughs> got a little bit of insight because I was talking about this. 67 is the FRA. Right. It kind of creeps up every every so often. It's going to creep up a couple months. But 1960 or later, you're at 67 FRA age. So that is false. Steve, I wish I had a prize to give you. I don't. Uh, that's so okay. You're just going to get an imaginary gold star, buddy. Yes. And your warm personal regards. Yeah, in my warm personal regards, you got it. All right. <laughs> All right. So time to time to do an invite here, guys. And like I said, look, you know, we are very serious when it comes to income in retirement. And having a lifetime income plan can be the difference between that queasy feeling, wondering if you're going to make it, or knowing with confidence that you don't have a worry in the world. That's the peace of mind that we like to bring to our clients. So if you are sitting there in that retirement red zone and you're not sure how to create income off those piles of money that you've worked so hard to save, this is where we're gonna come in. We're gonna do a risk assessment. We're gonna do a tax analysis and we're gonna show you how to generate income by more than one ways, more than just a 4% rule, more than just an annuity. We use flexibility at this firm and it's all custom designed for you and you alone. Next 10 callers, Steve, valuable offer. Get them that number and we'll get to work. 800-930-5905. It's why we give you the opportunity to review your individual circumstances at no cost and no obligation. Here's the thing. You can find out how much risk you're taking. Joe and the team can take a deep dive and, and find out. What about red flags that could be a problem down the line? Do you know how much you're paying in fees or commission? Joe can help you find out. What about potential tax liabilities? And of course, a lifetime retirement income plan that includes just what we've been talking about, maximizing your Social Security benefit. Take advantage of this complimentary review by calling us at 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. When we come back, it's time for, for questions from our listeners, and we've got...
we are back on Wealth Health Radio with Joe Murphy, and I'm Steve Siddall, and we have been having a fun time. Boy, that Social Security quiz, I, I tell you, I, that's one thing I have really learned a lot about in, in doing these financial shows. I've learned a lot about a lot of stuff, but that Social Security thing, just because I'm inching up into it, <laughs> Look, I, it I'm, I want to know more. <laughs> Steve, I can't tell you how important it is. It is the most important financial asset for almost every retiree that we run into. It's so complicated, though, because there's all these different rules depending. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure, and, and I think the percentage, Steve, is like 60 to 70 percent end up electing early. Social security, maybe they call in or they're not looking. There's strategies that you can use to defer social security. Look, it's guaranteed money. After FRA age, it's gonna increase by 8%. It can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime by electing at the wrong age. It pays to know the rules. It pays to know how your situation pays out. Cause look, if you're retiring and let's just say you have sizable uh, qualified assets, I would much rather, and this is dependent, this isn't investment advice, but I would much rather see my client fill those lower tax brackets with IRA tax qualified money and defer social security than elect to elect to receive money. There's very few circumstances that I'm going to recommend that. And the ones that are is if there's a poor health history. That is really longevity. If it's not in the family, that would be a signal to me that maybe we want to elect early, but you lose so much by doing it. And I know what the thought process is. It's logical. I would rather have money in my pocket now because I don't know what the future holds. Sure. But if you have outside assets, investments that are quali tax qualified, and obviously we're sitting at historically low tax rates with the deficit that we have in this government right now, um, I give you one guess in the, in the loading up of the IRS agents where tax rates are headed in the next couple of years, oh, yeah. probably up. That means you're going to be paying even more taxation on that tax qualified money, that IRA 401k. So using a strategy that can benefit you now and benefit you down the road is what makes our firm run. Sure. 800-930-5905. Uh, that's the number. And can I pose one question to you about sure. social security. And again, this is, I kind of know the answer here, but, and, and it's actually a true story. So my sister uh, retired some years ago and I didn't realize until I was with her this past weekend that she took social security at 62. Now yep. she was a nurse, a registered nurse for um, 35, 36 years. And uh, so she was going to have hip replacement and then go back to work after rehab. Well, she got the hip replacement and cause she was 62 at that point, And she said, I'm not going back. But the good news is she was uh, she was in the, uh, the that period of time, very brief period. But I'm sure you run into people like this who have a pension as well as a 401k. I mean, the pension yep. was sort of merged over, but she had both. And her husband, uh, again, huge pension and uh, and and some other savings. So in her mind and, and I think what their advisor said was take it because you've got enough money. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a situation where it makes that's sense. A that is absolutely a situation where it makes sense. Again, customization. But what we see, Steve, is you're, I think that's that's a great move for that situation. But what we see is people pushing that election button without understanding their overall situation. Right. That's what we want to avoid. But yeah, there are circumstances, and that's one particularly that yeah, money in your pocket is going to make more sense. All right. For a lot of people, though, this is going to be the most valuable source of income, and maybe they have a 401k that, you know, maybe is a couple hundred thousand, but social security is going to be that main income stream. It makes sense in those situations to really take a look at that. And we'll know the answer once we look at your situation, but to get that second point of view and to have a professional look at it, that's where our clients get peace of mind. Sure it is. And uh, you know that that happens, folks. Uh, give us a call, 800-930-5905. And we'll jump into some of these questions uh, that we have. Uh, Gail is up first. She's wondering... I have a 401k with a company that I retired from this year. Can I convert those funds to my Roth IRA? I don't want to convert all the funds because the tax bill would be way too much. Can I convert just a part of the funds to my Roth IRA and then roll the rest of my 401k funds into my traditional IRA? She's, she's got a good plan there, I think. Yes. And, and it just, your strategy absolutely would work, but it all depends on the plan rules in your 401k. Some do not allow partial distributions. Um, uh, so you just have okay. to double check and make sure. And if you do, if they don't, real easy. So what you're going to do in that circumstance, Gail, is you're just going to roll it all 100% to your IRA. 
and then you can do the partial conversion over to your Roth from your IRA. So either way makes sense. Either way will do it. But I love that you're considering not doing it all. Um, looking at partial or incremental Roth conversions to make sure you're bellied up right under that 24. You don't want to get into that 32% tax bracket on a Roth conversion. It's not going to make much sense. But if you can stay in that 22 to 24, you got about 190 grand uh, married filing jointly there. So when it comes to Roth conversions, this is where you definitely want a professional. Absolutely. Um, it, it doesn't make much sense to make an oopsie on something like this, especially when you're looking at the taxation on these qualified funds at 100% ordinary income, plus a potential penalty if you're under 59 and a half. You want to make sure this is done right. But the most important thing is to make sure it's tax efficient. And the only way to make sure it's tax efficient is to do those calculations based on your income to date, projecting out whatever's left in the year. That's how we do that with our Roth conversions. So you can do those Roth conversions all the way up till that tax filing uh, debt or till you file your taxes. So you have a little bit of time to say, hey, you know what? I made this amount. I know now I have this money sitting in my IRA, Gail. I know I can convert you know, 26,560, boom, immediate conversion, done deal. You know you've done the right thing and you're able to accurately predict the taxation based on your income earned. All right, Gail, give us a call. 800-930-5905 is the number. Um, on we go. Peggy, she says, I'm four years away from retirement and I already have enough income for retirement. I have a year's worth of expenses in my checking account. Is there a certain balance I should keep in a checking account when my retirement accounts are all set? Peggy, awesome question. It's something that we see a lot. Actually, we've seen such an exodus from the deposit accounts in the money market. <laughs> sure. Um, definitely with the banks, but you know, most of our clients, they want to get the interest as opposed to the bank. Um, but Peggy, for you, look, number one, um, a year's worth of expenses in your checking account does not make much sense. Um, what we usually instruct our clients is we know what their life costs them, what their basic ballpark budget is. Remember, your checking account is basically to pay bills. You know, it's your payout account. Yep. You don't want to keep anything in there that you don't have to, especially in a high inflation rate environment because you're losing that purchasing power by the inflation rate every time it sits there. And unless you have a very special golden ticket checking account that's paying, you know, an increased rate, most people are earning zip not a nothing. So you're losing money by keeping it in there. Makes much more sense to do a laddered CD strategy with 30, 60, 90 day uh, maturity dates. So you're constantly cycling fresh money in and you're earning the highest interest rate possible. You can do the same thing with US treasuries on short durations, but linking your checking account to your brokerage account, your brokerage account has access to US treasuries, has access to more CDs than just what your bank offers. You don't wanna lock your money up for a year, two years, because we know interest rates are most likely headed up. You lock into a one-year or a two-year or a three-year CD, you're locked at these rates. Our clients are going to be consistently cycling into the highest rate. Once the Fed pivots or they start cutting rates, that's when we'll lock our clients into longer term with money that isn't needing near-term liquidity. So there's a strategy there, Peggy, but don't pick don't leave a lot of money that's not earning money because you're actually losing it. There's a way to do this and we can help you set it up with relative ease. And after doing it for a couple of months, you'll gain confidence in it. It'll just be like second nature. Change is scary, Steve, but when you get used to it and you understand what the point of it is, that's when it becomes, okay, I got this. Sure. Well, I mean, that goes to what one of the main things uh, that that you do at, at uh, Murphy Wealth Management is, is that that desire to teach and, and yeah. your commitment to teaching and, and making sure people understand the complicatedness of, of things, if that's even a word. And uh, let's see, we got time for one more. Let's do sure. uh, John. John has a question. He says, I'm an IRA is being willed to me. If I inherit it before the age of 59 and a half, can I have it sent directly to my own IRA? And what are the tax implications? John, this is a very complex answer, but I'm going to try and give you the, the easy speech. So inherited IRA rules changed in 2019 with the SECURE Act. So you used to be able to stretch that IRA payment over the course of your lifetime. The IRS said, no, we're losing out on that. So now they have a different uh, choice set 
for depending on your certain circumstance. Um, spouses are gonna have one set of choice. They can roll that in, they can be the beneficiaries, they can roll it into their own IRA. So I'm assuming that this isn't spousal. So what we need to do is we need to understand, John, your relationship to the deceased. If you are within 10 years of the person that is deceased, you can actually use that lifetime calculation where you can elect the, the payments coming in. If not, you're on the 10 year rule, which means that you have 10 years to deplete that asset. If you roll it into your own IRA, taxes on 100% of what you rolled are due. Um, so you can do that, but I think it's a huge loss. All your other income that year is most likely going to be taxed at a higher rate. Um, so there is a way to do this. If we have to do the 10 year rule, um, we'll show you calculations based on your income earned, what you want to take, but we have to have that depleted. Um, if you're not within 10 years and you're on that 10 year rule, um, we have to have it depleted in 10 years from the, the time that you receive that money. So this is not something you want to mess around with. If you've inherited IRA and you're not sure about your options, call us. We know we'll explain it to you. Sounds great. 800-930-5905. Joe, we need to invite folks to call one last time today. There's still some spots available for you. You got it, Steve. And income is on my mind. It's always on my mind because they think it's the most important thing that we do. You know, what income is, is that's what drives your life. The more, the better and the less taxes, even better for us. So a lifetime income plan is something that we designed for our clients. And this week, we're going to offer to the next 10 callers a lifetime income plan, how to generate the most amount for you on your situation out of the assets you have saved, when to elect social security. The order matters. You don't want to rely on on luck, like sequence risk for your retirement withdrawal strategy. This is where a professional can really help you out. Next 10 callers, Steve, this is a valuable offer. Let's get them that number and we'll get to work on our end. 800-930-5905. Just what Joe was talking about. It's really a, a lifetime retirement income plan. And the, the key there is lifetime and income that's right. You're going to get it for the rest of your life. 800-930-5905 is the number. And it's an opportunity to sit down, get that financial roadmap put together. Joe's there. He understands. He can help make things a lot easier to understand. You'll get that comprehensive financial review and you'll get the roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-930-5905. 800-930-5905. Joe, as always, my favorite hour of the week. It goes by so quick, but we have fun and the information is so important. I think so too, Steve. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, my man. And it feels like we haven't talked in a while, so it's like a reunion for oh, us. Yeah. But we're right. going to be here next week, rocking and rolling, diving into some new topics to educate our community and get them roll rolling. Content of this radio show is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any type of securities. Joe Murphy, MWM Advisory Group, and Murphy Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of the information provided in this radio show and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Joe Murphy and his guests as the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on the assumptions and actual results may vary from such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making any investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.